Welcome to New Life's weekly podcast. New Life is a United Methodist congregation established in 2011 in McChesney Park, Illinois. Worship is Saturday at 5.30 p.m. with events ongoing. Check us out online at www.findnewlifeumc.org and sign up for our weekly e-newsletter. I'm your host, Mark Myers, pastor of New Life, as well as our sister congregation, Sherland United Methodist Church, and our cooperative on-site mission, The Paper Angel Closet. For homeless and at-risk youth. There's about 2,500 of them in Winnebago County. For foster children, we got about 1,800 of them. For cancer patients, well, we got a lot of them. We also help refugees, and we have a lot of refugees here in Winnebago County, Rockford area. We've helped families in need, just, just anybody who needs help. Somebody, you know, we've had just wonderful. And so this little church, in partnering with Sherland, the other church that I serve, has been able to, in the last two years, create this beautiful ministry. Uh, that has, in its first year, helped 208 people. Last year, helped 534 people. And this year, we, we're not even done with April, and we've helped 247 people. And we had to move it out of the building. <laughs> so there are some groups that we haven't been able to serve like we used to. Uh, we hope our new partnership with Evans United Methodist Church in the summer may add to that ministry. So that is what you support. Uh, in many things, that's really the heart of our ministry here. Besides the congregation and the spirit and the, the devotion we have to changing our community, that is one practical thing. So uh, all along the back of the church and in many people's cars, I've seen cases, cases of laundry soap uh, and dish detergent and that kind of stuff. So I'm so thankful for that. Uh, we here because then they'd have to carry it back out. Uh, so I think Charlie... Uh, is going to take some stuff. Brenda said she'd take some stuff and put it down to Page Park where it's uh, hosted. But we do take, for, first of all, donations to that. So if that's something that you're interested in, you want to learn more about it, uh, you can help us anytime with that, with products and uh, with uh, resources as well. So let's uh, collect our offering for the work of our church. Uh, there are going to be people passing around uh, buckets. As we do, a couple announcements. Um, tonight is Pizza at New Life. Is that what we're calling it? I think so. Uh, so I, I got Papa John's coming at 7 p.m. with those. Called them this morning. I actually used the app, and I, I ordered all the pizza and cheese sticks, breadsticks, that kind of stuff. And I forgot to put a time. So they called me as soon as they opened, frantic, that I was expecting this pizza here at, like, noon. Um, I said, no, you can wait till very relieved. Um, so I think they'll be here, and there's going to be plenty of food. We got a big salad from Bravo's, uh, the Italian restaurant. We got probably plenty of cookies and cake. We got lots of cake. Um, please stay. Please celebrate with us. Uh, this is a big night for Jennifer and I, obviously. Uh, if you are a guest, uh, Jennifer and I were uh, able to adopt our three foster children this week. So uh, we are celebrating that tonight. We are celebrating that tonight, and um, uh, we've been celebrating it for the last couple hours and the last several days, obviously. And we are also going to um, uh, share in the baptism of the children, something we could not do as they were foster kids, but now that they are ours, uh, we can claim them as such. So uh, it's a wonderful night uh, for doing that. So I want to have a prayer over these items uh, for the paper angel closet. I want to have a prayer for our community and our world. There's uh, unfortunately, so much in our world that still needs God's intervention. 
needs our intervention uh, as people of God, as disciples of Jesus Christ. That is our call to make this world a better place. Uh, and in many ways we do that. In many ways we continue to need to grow in that area. Uh, so as we're still collecting offering and uh, as we're still welcoming each other, let's have a word of prayer. Lord, I just thank you for this beautiful day. Beautiful day. I thank you for this beautiful gathering of people, so many friends, so many family gathered here over great distance to celebrate three children, to celebrate each other, to celebrate your love. Lord, we just ask that your spirit comes upon us now. Allow us to truly be blessed by you. Allow us to experience your presence. Allow us to be changed and transformed by everything we hear and witness tonight as we participate in your holy sacraments, as we participate in your word, as we sing, as we celebrate, as we eat. Allow us to be changed, remembering that your new life was the truth of Easter. Lord, we, we've just received so many gifts for our paper angel closet tonight, I ask that you bless these gifts and all those who have given them and just, just use them, Lord. We, we, we want to nourish people's well-being and self-esteem and, and give people and children things that they need to live and just feel normal, but we also want their spirits and souls to be nourished as well. And so we ask that you continue to allow us to build relationships with schools and caseworkers and individuals that we continue to share your good news to all people. We thank you for that gift. Lord, we pray for our world is in desperate need of your love and compassion. It's so confusing sometimes to read the news. We ask that you just continue to guide us, continue to affirm in us your call, that we may work on ever transforming this community and this world for your good news and your kingdom. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. It is now pleasure to introduce, we've um, talked about it at, here at New Life, so, so most of you know who I'm about to introduce, but uh, for those of you who are family and friends and guests in our system, we are connectional, and that means all the United Methodist churches are connected to one another worldwide, and then we've got just layers of bureaucracy after that. So, um, and, and, but so, so we, we talk about our church, New Life, but, but we're bigger than just New Life. We're, we're all of the churches in, in our little area. McChesney Park, Loves Park, Winnebago County. Then we're all the churches, and we have a district, a Rockford of our churches, 70-so. And then we have an annual conference in northern Illinois, and then we have jurisdictions, and then world, and we're all connected, and it's a wonderful thing when it works well. Uh, and so each of our districts, we're in the Rockford district here, has a district superintendent uh, who oversees all the churches and um, on a bad day, she's my boss, I guess. But, but more than that, yeah, we haven't had those, very truthfully, and, and that's what I want to say. I, I've been so blessed, and Jennifer and I have been so blessed to have just wonderful district superintendents who, um, for me, because I don't go to church like you go to church, right, because I'm the pastor. Uh, and, and so on a, on a good day when it works really well and the system works, uh, our district superintendents really act as the pastor of the pastors. Uh, and Jennifer and I were blessed with my first district superintendent, Reverend Larry Hilkeman, who's now passed away, uh, just to have this wonderful relationship with Larry. And he officiated at our wedding, and many of you were there, and, and just a wonderful man who did wonderful things. Uh, and we have been very blessed uh, in these last few years uh, to have Pastor Reverend Lisa Cruz Safford to serve us and not just be our district superintendent or my boss, uh, but be our pastor. 
Uh, and, and Anthony's pastor, uh, he's so excited, Pastor Elise is here to baptize him. Uh, and, and we've practiced. And so I, I now introduce uh, Reverend Lisa, Pastor Lisa, and uh, she's going to uh, share with us, and then she, she's going to take it from there. So you're in good hands. All right. So am I on? Um, no? Yes? No? I have batteries. Maybe I... It's on. So maybe I don't need a microphone. Anyway, it's like right here at my mouth. Anyway, did you want to preach? You told me earlier you weren't going to preach. Okay, we'll do that later. So it is truly an honor to be here tonight um, serving as, um, for a term as a superintendent, um, I feel like a, a pastor without a pulpit, you know, and so it is a great honor um, when I do get the invitation to preach, and um, and a pastor lets me have their pulpit, and um, and and that's never that never really happens on the big high holy, you know, holidays that we have, you know, no one says, hey, I'm going to have someone else come and preach Christmas or someone else come and preach Easter. And here it is, the night before, and um, the timing of this has just been incredible. And so when Mark and Jennifer invited me to share this evening, and then he said, well, if you want to preach, go for it. Um, I was like, awesome, thank you. (laughs) Because it's been a few years since I've been able to preach Easter. So um, let's take a moment and, and bow before the Lord as we... Prepare to hear the word. Dear God, when we say a holy word, or your word, we know that it's not just printed letters on a page, but it is a living message that you enliven by your Holy Spirit among us. That you come through spoken word and printed word and and speak directly to each of our hearts. And so, Lord, we do pray for your Holy Spirit to make the words that I speak and the thoughts that each one of us have to be your holy word for our lives this day. Send us your Spirit, O Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So if we'll just... Okay? We're going to start there, from John 19, 38 through 42. Hear this word of the Lord. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, though a secret one because of his fear of the Jews, asked Pilate to let him take away the body of Jesus. Pilate gave him permission, so he came and removed his body. Nicodemus, who at first came to Jesus by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, weighing about a hundred pounds. Right? This was no small task. 
not of body or spirit. They took the body of Jesus and wrapped it with the spices in linen cloths. Perhaps something like this. According to the burial custom of the Jews. Now there was a garden in the place where he was crucified, and in the garden there was a new tomb in which no one had ever been laid. And so because it was the Jewish day of preparation and the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So if you were at a worship service yesterday on Good Friday, you maybe heard this portion of the story. And today, being the second day, the second day after Jesus dies, because as, as the ancient Hebrews would count it, yesterday at, at sundown, you know, became the start of the second day. So Friday's the first day, and then at sundown on Friday began the second day. So the second day, we call this day sometimes in our, in our tradition, Holy Saturday. Holy Saturday. And I'm sure that even though we call it Holy Saturday now, for those initial disciples, those folks sitting around 2,000 years ago, having buried their beloved friend and master, it was anything but holy. It was a Sabbath day for them. You know, no work. It was, it was a day dedicated to God, to the teachings, and for rest. And their hearts were heavy. I can imagine that first Holy Saturday, if you will, where they were probably filled with a lot of despair for their Messiah had been killed the day before and now lays in a tomb. I'm sure that for them it was anything but a Holy Saturday. Even though... Jesus had told them what to expect. Jesus had shared with them very clearly, not once, not twice, but three times, what was going to take place. In Matthew's Gospel, the third telling of this, it says, while Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, so while he's making his way to that big festival of the Passover in Jerusalem, while he's making his way to what ended up being his last week, his last supper, his last breath, while he is on his way to Jerusalem, he took the 12 disciples aside and he said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and scribes and they will condemn him to death. Then they will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. And on the third day, he will be raised. He told them this three times. But I'm guessing, by the surprise on a Sunday morning, that they didn't take that at face value. I mean, who takes that kind of thing at face value, right? 
Maybe they thought he was speaking in metaphor. You know, he did that quite often, right? He told stories. He uses symbols. He spoke in parables. Maybe this was a metaphor. Or maybe because of the intense emotions over the last 24 hours, they forgot what he said. I don't know about you, but when I'm anxious, worried, fearful, whatever, my brain doesn't work so clearly. How about you? How about you? I'm guessing that they were anxious, worried, fearful, downtrodden, full of despair. Perhaps they couldn't think clearly. They couldn't remember clearly. After all, you know, Peter forgot what he had said. Peter forgot what he himself had said in the course of a few hours. Do you remember what he said? He said, oh, Lord, I'll never betray you. Ever, never, never. And before the morning dawned, he had done that. Peter forgot in that time of anxiety. He'd forgotten. And so for those original disciples, Sunday morning and the resurrection must have come as a real surprise to them. But you know, we have the gift of living after the fact, don't we? Isn't that a blessing that we didn't have to experience that original second day? Our holy Saturday, our second day, is quite different. Our holy Saturday is a day of holy expectancy. It's a day of holy waiting. It's our day of keeping the lilies hidden. Right? You can't, you got to have the lilies delivered on Thursday or Friday from the florist, but they got to stay hidden. We know what's coming. We know the lilies will be out, but we got to keep them hidden all the way through Saturday, right? That's how we experience this second day. We experience as a day of waiting for God to act, right? Waiting for God to act. Yesterday's storytelling, yes. It weighs heavy on our hearts and our ears. But we know what tomorrow brings, don't we? We know what tomorrow brings, which leaves today as a day for expectation and preparation and waiting. Mark and Jennifer Myers, they know what it means to live for a while in the second day, don't you? They've had a long second day. They've lived in this second day for nearly five years now, ever since the first time they met Selena. And then Alex, where are you? Where are you? There you are. And then Anthony. I mean, you know, you could be anywhere, right? They know what the second day is all about. Hoping and expecting and preparing and waiting and preparing and waiting and expecting and preparing and waiting. 
What are some of the things that you had to do to expect and prepare and wait? Thousand court dates, what else? A lot of paperwork. A lot of doctor's appointments, parents' visits, prayers, prayers, and prayers. You've had a long second day waiting for God's work to be done. And we celebrate their second day ended and their third day began last Wednesday when Judge Mary Green said three different times in her courtroom, you are adopted, you are adopted. You are adopted. Woohoo! And we rejoice in their third day, don't we? Amen. We rejoice in the Myers' third day. Oh, I wish, though, how there was a third day for everything right now. How about you? Oh, I wish. Because on this holy Saturday, I also reflect on kind of the larger scale of everything that is. That this time that we are in is like a great big second day. The Apostle Paul wrote about it, this very reality in his work called the Letter to the Romans. In the eighth chapter, he says, We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains. And not only the whole creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit, we groan inwardly while we await for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what is seen? This time in our world seems like a great cosmic second day, does it not? Because the bad news of yesterday still hangs in the air. Bombings, hunger, racism, hurt, hatred, injustice, suspicion, it feels like the good news lays in a cold tomb some days when I read the news. So we need to remember as resurrection people that we are in this second day and it's a time for expectation and it is a time for hope and it is a time for preparation and it is a time to wait for God to act. And God will act, friends. God will act because God has acted. We have seen God act for a bunch of slaves in Egypt. We have seen God act for a bunch of exiles who had to come home. And we have seen God act to make a full tomb empty. We have seen God act 
on this day, our second day, we stand, we must stand as people of faith. We must stand as people of faith and declare that God is still acting and our world's third day is coming. Amen? And so, people of faith, people of faith and hope and expectation of the third day, people of resurrection, people of baptism and communion, people of love and fellowship and community and family, We wait, and we hope, and we expect God to act. We're going to share in two things coming up now that reminds us so specially and so tangibly that God does act. We're going to touch water and know that we've been washed because God does act. We're going to touch water and remember our baptism and know that we've been claimed. We've been adopted. We've been named as his own children because God still acts. And we're going to eat bread and juice. And we are going to know, we're going to taste that God still acts and loves us. So let us prepare our hearts. Great God Almighty, we thank you for an incredible message, a word of hope in times of despair. And Lord, we look to you and we hope in you, for you, O oh Lord, are continuing to act and you will continue until that great and glorious day when every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Continue to send us your spirit, O oh God, as we touch water and as we taste bread. May we experience you acting for us. And then may we go forth to act on your behalf in this world. In the name of Christ, our crucified and risen Savior, we pray. Amen. Our baptism liturgy and um, and share and rejoice in in the baptism of the Myers children and so brothers and sisters in Christ through baptism we are brought into Christ's holy church and we become a part of God's mighty act of salvation by being given a new birth through water and the Holy Spirit this is God's gift to us. So on this day, on a second day, but oh, it's such a third day, isn't it? Yes. I invite for baptism Alexander John Myers. And I invite for baptism <laughs> Selena Ann Myers. Woohoo! <laughs> 
everyone else I need to invite for baptism. Could it be Anthony Robert Myers for baptism? Yes, I think so. So we have some questions that are part of our baptism liturgy. Questions that um, have been asked of so many people. Yeah, we'll get that. Yeah. Why don't you stand right here next to me, okay? Okay. Here we go. And we ask the children as well as the parents. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sins? If so, please answer, I do. Very good. Do you accept the freedom and the power that God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? If so, please answer, I do. What do you say? I do. I do. Very good. Okay, one more. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church, which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? If so, answer, I do. Now, I have a question for all of you. If you are related to any of these children, please stand. If you have held one of these children, please stand. If you have taught them, nurtured them, babysat them, prayed for them, cared for them, please stand. You are all the godparents. Yes. You are all the godparents, the faith guardians. You are all the family of these children. And so I ask all of you, Will you nurture these children in Christ's holy church so that by your teaching and living, they may be guided to accept God's grace for themselves, to profess their faith openly, and to lead a Christian life? If so, please answer, I will. Thank you. And Thanks. to the congregation, do you as Christ's body reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? If so, please answer, we do. Let us pray together. Up on we the screen, actually, there is something for everybody to share here, and so I hope you can see that. Can you guys see it? Yes. With God's help, we will proclaim the good news and follow in the footsteps of Christ. We will journey with these children and their family as a community of love and grace, that they may grow in faith, love, and service. We will pray for them that they may be true disciples who walk in the way that leads to life. So let us join together in professing the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, 
suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. So, because I know you guys are fascinated with this water, I want you to help me bless it, okay? So would you just come and put your hand on it? Don't splash it. Just touch it with your fingers a little bit, okay? There you go. Now you've got to hold on to that for a minute while we say a prayer, okay? Because we've got to bless this water. Okay, ready? Yeah, we'll get to that. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Eternal Father, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea, and their children you brought through the Jordan River to the land which you promised. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus, nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. Pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water and those who receive it, to wash away their sin and clothe them in righteousness throughout their lives, that dying and being raised with Christ, they may share in his final victory. All praise to you, Eternal Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns forever. Amen. Okay. Let's see, who's the oldest? It would be you. Okay, I need this now. Thank you. Now turn around and look at everybody. Because, no, it's, it's my turn. Do you know what this says? It says Alexander John Myers. So why don't you turn around right here so everybody can see you. Okay, you ready? Okay. Alexander John Myers, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You stay right there. Let us pray. Alex, the Holy Spirit, work within you, that being born through water and the Holy Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. It's not yours yet. You're not your last. Okay? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, come here. Stand right, stand right over here next to your brother. Come here. Okay. All right. Selena. Let's not knock it. Go stand around. Okay. All right. Why don't you turn out? 
Selena Ann Myers, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Selena, the Holy Spirit work within you, that being born through water and the Holy Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay. Now it's Anthony's turn. Now. Now it's Anthony's turn. Finally. Okay. Anthony. Can everyone see Anthony? Because I have a feeling he wants everybody to see him. Do you want everybody to see him? Because we've been working on this, haven't we? Haven't we? Yeah. Okay. We've been working on this. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Anthony Robert Myers, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Anthony, the Holy Spirit work within you, that being born through water and the Holy Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Okay. Okay. So, now we have something else that we're going to do. Okay? So, stand right here with me. Hang, hang on. Not there. No. Turn around. Turn around. You guys ready? I'm going to read something. Friends, in Galatians Listen. chapter 3, it says, For in Christ Jesus you are all children of God through faith. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. So now, as sign and symbol of having put on Christ, they will now put on their baptismal clothes. These are very special clothes. The vests for the boys and the gown for Selena have been made out of Jennifer's wedding dress. So, we are going to put these on you as a sign that you have put on Christ. So stand right here, right up in front, okay? You're right down here on the bottom. There we go. In here. Put an arm in. Not that way. There we go. And now this one. Anthony, you. I'm buttoning it wrong, aren't I? Here we go. You have put on Christ in your baptism. You're just going to put yours on yourself, Terrells? Okay. You want Grandpa to help you put yours on? He wants you, Lisa. Wow. Grandpa's old, old, old stuff. Okay, here we go. Alexander John Myers. Okay, stand out here. This vest, putting this on, symbolizes that in your baptism, you have put on Christ. Okay, Anthony, come over here. 
stand next to your brother. All right. And now we're just going to get Selena into her gown because in her baptism, she has what? Put on Christ. Can you How say about that? that? So stand right here next to me. You can have your shell afterwards. Okay? Afterwards. Oh, all right. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Come here. Come stand over here. Okay, let me see. Which one's Be yours? very careful. Be very careful. Because when you go and walk around, then you can show people that, okay? Okay? So just hang on. Because Dissy's getting dressed. She's going to hold on to the top. Can you help? Yeah, hold on. To, it's like oh, Selena Ann Myers. In your baptismal gown, it symbolizes that you have put on Christ. It is your own shell. It's your own shell. There you go. Now you have, that's a special one that you can keep all your life. And it will remind you of this day and everybody who's here. Okay, let's turn around because you guys are going to walk through the, walk through and say hi to everybody with mom and dad, okay? Okay. You can carry your shell. Sure. Yeah. Oh, you don't need to take the water, honey. He wants no, because it'll just get slippery around here. Yeah. We'll save some. It is now our joy to welcome our new brothers and sister in Christ. Up here on the screen, if when you are greeting them, if you could also share this. Through baptism, you are incorporated, incorporated by, by the, the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit into, into God's new creation and made, and made to share in Christ's royal priesthood. We are all one in Christ Jesus. With joy and thanksgiving, we welcome you as members of the family of Christ. Members of the household of God, I commend these children and family to your love and care. Do all in your power to increase their faith to confirm their hope and to perfect them in love. We, we give, give thanks, thanks for all that God, God has given you. given you. Today we celebrate your participation in God's, God's new creation, creation as, as you, you join, join or reaffirm your place in the body of Christ. With joy and thankful hearts, we, we welcome you in Christian love. As, as members with you, we, we renew our commitment to live out our Christian faith so that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. The grace of God, who has called us to eternal glory in Christ, establish you and strengthen you by the power of the Holy Spirit that you may live in grace and peace. Amen. Amen. And so as the family comes back forward, you can have a seat for a moment, okay? Did you show everybody your shell? All right. There are two Christ events, brothers and sisters, that we still practice today, which creates us as a community and binds us together as church family. Baptism is one of them. Communion is the other.
Christ invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin, and who seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us take a moment of quietness and confess our sin and our ultimate need upon God. Just take a moment in your heart. On this day of holy expectation and waiting and watching for God to act, let us remember how Christ acted to bring about God's future. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, Jesus took bread, gave thanks over it, broke the bread and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup and he gave thanks to you, God, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of the bread and the wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. This has been a recording of New Life Ministry. Learn more about us at www.findnewlifeumc.org and connect with us through our newsletter, Facebook, or Twitter. If you like what you heard, like our podcast on iTunes or Google Play and share it with your friends. Also consider supporting our paper angel closet, which provides toiletries and personal care items to homeless and at-risk youth, foster families and children, the families of those diagnosed with cancer, refugee families, and families in need in our community. You can donate online or drop off items at New Life UMC, 8301 Mitchell Road, McChesney Park, Illinois, 61115. Worship is every Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. Until next week, live knowing that you are a beloved child of God. Challenge yourself to share that love with all those you meet wherever you go. And realize that with the power of the Holy Spirit in Christ's body of the church, you can make a difference in your community and the world. Amen.